Extra food stamp allotments are ending at the end of the month as some of those COVID restrictions get rolled back and things change. Our friend Sherry Tussler is the executive director of the Hunger Task Force, and she is with us live in the studio. Sherry, thank you so much for being with us. Glad to be here. I want to start with a broad question. I think when you live in a lot of our neighborhoods, you take for granted that hunger is still a real thing. Give us an idea and some perspective. Paint the picture. How real is hunger for some in southeast Wisconsin? Well, in southeast Wisconsin and Milwaukee specifically, one in four families is relying on food share. Wow. One in four, which means quarter of a million people just in Milwaukee County are getting those food share allotments. And when the emergency allotments end this month, those people will lose on average $95 per person per household in benefits. Wow. And seniors in particular are going to take the hardest blow of all, having their benefits reduce from a current high of $281 to $23 per month. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's stunning. So I know it's hard to generalize, but when that happens, when this will happen, and other things like this have happened in the past, how do people cope? What kind of decisions are they forced to make? Well, um, they're going to have to make some really grim decisions between things like their utility bills, which we know are also at an all-time high. Um, Inflation is impacting food costs, and so they're going to have to eat fewer meals, cheaper meals, when they start skipping meals in order to feed their children, or they skip meals altogether because they don't have food in the house. Those are the grim realities of losing those food share benefits. And I assume you have seen this on the horizon, and how do you and your team at the Hunger Task Force prepare for this? Well, here's the tough part is the food share program, they call it SNAP or the Supplemental Mm -hmm. Nutrition Assistance Program federally, Mm -hmm. represents 74% of the overall federal investment in hunger programs. The commodity programs that we operate that serve people here in Milwaukee County and supply food pantries, 1%. Wow. So you go from taking 74% of the benefits away down to 1%. And the state right now is directing people who lose their benefits to go to food pantries, which there's no way. There's just no simple way that charity can make up for the loss of a billion dollars in annual revenue to the state of Wisconsin. That's some serious perspective. Yeah. Will you see more people? Will you, are you already knowing that you're going to see a lot more people or people that you see maybe more often than you would have in the past? Well, it's one coping strategy, but honestly, when people lose their ability to purchase food, what they'll do is first turn to family and friends, and then um, eventually they'll look to charity for that kind of help. And so I would anticipate by like the summer, we should see some serious hardship for people, and especially when the schools recess, um, the kids lose their breakfast and lunch that's provided by the school. And so it's going to get very difficult, I would assume, by summer. Jerry Tesla is the executive director of the Hunger Task Force. And are you then almost completely reliant on contributions, donations from regular citizens like us and corporate partners? How, how do you make the most impact during this? Is it too much to call it a crisis after March 1st? It'll be a crisis. I have no doubt about that. Um, we do rely on corporations, foundations, individuals in the community And they make up about two-thirds of the total food that we get. We are the trusted partner of the USDA for those federal commodity programs, but that's only about a third of the total. So altogether, on a regular year, 10 million pounds of food are distributed to the 51 food pantries that we support here in Milwaukee County, the homeless shelters and soup kitchens. It's just not going to be enough. It's as simple as that. Sherry, so I was in the grocery store about a month ago, 
and there was a lady with a cart full of food in front of me, and she put all the cart up, and she was getting getting rung up, and she asked the cashier, "Can you let me know when I get 150? When I get to 150 on the thing?" She got to 150. She had about 10 things left in the cart, and one was a bag of donuts, those little tiny donuts that Hostess makes. And so she said to the lady, "Okay, I, I got to put this back, and I just put this over the side." And her son, who was like five, said, "Mom." We never get anything fun anymore at the grocery store. You told me last time that if I was good, we could get them this time. And she said, honey, we can't afford it. That's anecdotal, but how real are these grocery prices, which are up 12% if you look at all the categories at least? How devastating is that to people in our community that are struggling to pay their bills and buy their groceries? It's really hard. People become unintentional vegetarians. People will load up more on carbohydrates. Um, And when they do that, it impacts their health. Um, diabetes, hypertension, obesity, all of those things are caused by eating too many ramen noodles and macaroni and cheese. Yep. But they're going to go for those foods because they're cheaper and they'll satisfy the hunger, but they're not going to make people healthy. So we did a story last week on how the fastest growing food retailer in America are the dollar stores. And, you know, they sell what you just described. They don't sell fresh produce at all, and many of them don't sell any fresh meat. So when you hear that the number, the fastest-growing food retailer in America is like Family Dollar and the Dollar Store, what's your reaction to that? It's just troubling. It's, it's really honestly worse than relying on that bodega or the gas station because that is not a normal place to shop for food. Um, it's not a way to raise your children, and if you're a senior— and your health is involved, you need access to healthy and fresh foods, including produce, meat, and dairy. And those are some of the foods that you're able to provide. We do, and we have. Um, Throughout the course of the pandemic, um, we ran something called the Dairy Recovery Program. So we actually were buying the spilled milk Ah. uh, and making sure that farmers were going to be okay through this process as well. And so we were distributing fresh milk instead of boxed shelf-stable milk. Um, we got cheese out to people. Um, we're currently doing something called the Badger Box, which is 100% Wisconsin foods packed into a box that goes out to people. They get it once a month. Wow. And it's kind of a cool and amazing thing. Yeah. We're hoping that we're going to be able to continue it. But those boxes are filled with nothing but fresh and wholesome foods. And that's, that's what people cool. really need. What are you most in need of right now? Cereal. The government canceled orders of cereal that they were supposed to deliver to us. Um, cereal is getting very expensive. And yep. with the war in Ukraine, where a lot of grains come yep. from, um, we're seeing an, impa- or an impact right here in Milwaukee. Even oatmeal? Or are you thinking box cereal? Oatmeal, box cereal, oh. pancake mix. But if you do the pancake mix, make sure it's got the milk and the eggs in it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about peanut butter? Peanut butter is um, one of those things that you can have for breakfast, lunch, or supper. Yep. So we're always happy to get peanut butter. If people want to help, what's the easiest way, Sherry, for them to help? What What do you, you told me what you're most in need of. What do you need people to do? How can people help if they want to make a difference? There are a couple of things that they can do. They can go online and make a contribution at HungerTaskForce.org. They can pick up that extra food item at the grocery store and bring it to Hunger Task Force, or they can volunteer. Because the other thing that was really impacted during COVID was the loss of volunteers. And our soup kitchens here in town right now are not fully open because we don't have enough volunteers. Mm. I didn't even think of staffing on that level. You hear about yeah. on being understaffed yeah. in restaurants and other retail places, but I didn't think about being understaffed on volunteerism. Uh, what's the website? 
HungerTaskForce.org. Okay, it's that easy. HungerTaskForce.org. Sherry Tussler is the executive director of the Hunger Task Force. Such an important topic. Sherry, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thanks for letting me come in.